Buenos dias from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 2nd of March 2023. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Tuesday the 28th, the Venezuelan government submitted a document to the International Criminal Court Bets, known as the ICC, asking to stop the accusations against the country for alleged crimes against humanity. In the statement, Venezuela denounced various irregularities and violations committed by the ICC, putting in doubt the impartiality and the objectivity of this instance, which began a formal investigation of the country in 2021 for alleged crimes against humanity, denied by the executive. Now, the investigation stopped in 2021. However, on the 1st of November 2022, Karim Khan, prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, asked the ICC to resume the investigations after receiving several reports of victims in Venezuela. So, is the problem with human rights violations in Venezuela severe? Chavismo believes just the opposite. On Friday the 23rd, Tarek William Saab, an attorney general of the Republic, announced that the annual records of complaints for alleged human rights violations received by the public ministry have decreased by 38% since 2018. And the statements were released within the framework of the Human Rights Week that this year was commemorated on the occasion of the 74th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Now, there have been new accusations against the Venezuelan government. On Monday the 27th, Yoav Gallant, Israel's defense minister, revealed an alleged gold smuggling operation between Iran and Venezuela to finance terrorist activities. In a document shared by Gallant, businessman Badar Adin Naimi Moussaoui would be responsible for smuggling gold to finance the Lebanese Shia Islamist political party and militant group Hezbollah. The governments of Venezuela and Iran have not ruled out these accusations. And moving on, Sunday the 26th, the Association of the Foreign Press in Venezuela strongly rejected the attacks made by Maduro's regime against the journalist Florentino Singer for a report revealing the use of AI in Chavista propaganda. Now, on February 20th, Singer published the report, They're Not TV Anchors, They're Avatars, How Venezuela is Using AI-Generated Propaganda, which revealed the use of this technology to spread messages about alleged improvements in Venezuela. After the publication, officials and followers of Chavismo attacked the correspondent on social media. One of them was Freddy Nanez, Minister for Communication and Information. Now, another report that went viral this week. On Tuesday the 28th, Newsweek reported on a trade possibility to release Colombian businessman and diplomat Alex Saab in exchange for U.S. citizens denied and detained in Venezuela. According to the report, Ivan Hernandez, a political prisoner detained in Venezuela, sent a letter to the President of the United States, Joe Biden, thanking him for the possibility of being released among other detained U.S. citizens in exchange for Saab. Among them are Gerald Kenamore, Jason Saad, and Joseph Cristal. Speaking of Colombia, on Sunday the 26th, the Colombian Ministry of Foreign Affairs announced the reopening of four Colombian consulates in Venezuela. The Colombian authorities have established that the reopening will be carried out in four months after that time, and the offices located in Caracas, Macaraibo, San Antonio de Chirera, and San Cristobal will be operating again. Now we land on our news to Russia. On Sunday the 27th, the Russian Federal Air Transport Agency announced that flights between Russia and Venezuela will have a connection flight in Cuba to strengthen bilateral cooperation in the transport field. The government of Venezuela and Russia agreed to grant the airlines of both countries the right to fly from the fifth freedom of the air, 
and the first freedom of the air allows planes to pick up and drop passengers, mail, and cargo in countries of stopover. On that note about Russia, on Tuesday the 28th, Maduro welcomed Nikolai Patrushev, Army General and Secretary of the Security Council of the Russian Federation. The National Executive shook hands with Patrushev and members of his delegation, Oleg Kramov and Alexander Pekutov, at the Miraflores Palace. The Russian ambassador to Venezuela, Sergei Meik Pagdesorev, was also present. And the purpose of the meeting? According to the national television channel VTV, it was to review the security cooperation map between the two countries and strengthen the bilateral agenda. In other news, on Thursday the 23rd, Maduro approved the law of student participation in the education system because according to Maduro, the law aims to promote and develop the means for participation and the exercise of active citizenship of high school students to defend, protect, and guarantee education as a human right. On the other hand, the National Federation of Parents and Representative Societies, or Fenso Padres, said that the law seeks to impose political thoughts on students leaning towards chavismo. A particularity of this law is that minors can, without the help of a legal representative, establish and register nonprofit legal persons, an activity that was only allowed to people over 18 years old before. Speaking of Maduro, on Thursday the 23rd on a national broadcast, we reported that almost 4,000 people have been detained in Venezuela this year without specifying the crimes. During this broadcast, Maduro asked the Scientific and Criminal Investigation Service Corps officials, better known as CICPC, to fiercely combat criminal gangs that already exist or may be better formed in the country. In national news on Saturday the 25th, a femicide and suicide shocked the entire country because according to the Scientific and Criminal Investigation Service Corps official report, Wilson Rojas, a regional deputy from the state of Amazonas, allegedly shot and killed his wife, Zuleika Zapata, and then shot himself in the head. As part of the evidence, the officials seized a 38 caliber revolver, three bullets, and gauze impregnated with blood. The case was left to the order of the Amazonas State Superior Prosecutor's Office. Now, next up, on Thursday the 23rd, Maduro ruled on the double shooting occurred on Saturday the 18th in Maracaibo, Zulia State. During a national broadcast, the executive mourned the deaths of nine people who died in a double shooting, and he also stated that the CIPC has already captured three of the criminals and described the attack as terrorism. On the same day, Maduro criticized the dissemination of videos of the attacks, saying that those responsible did it to create insecurity among the citizens. The statements came a day after it became known that the least six police officers were arrested for allegedly leaking a video from a security camera that captured the shooting attack on one of the businesses. On a lighter note, on Sunday the 26th, Jason Guzman, governor of Merida, announced that Venezuela inaugurated the first public solar panel plant in the country installed in the state of Merida, from which some 2,500 inhabitants will benefit. On his Instagram account, Guzman explained that the management is focused on advancing the conservation of nature and preserving human life on the planet, and said this project is oriented by those principles. The system has 135 solar panels and will offer electrical service to the Chugura Rural Clinic and 17 families. On sports news on Sunday the 26th, Venezuela qualified for the 2023 Basketball World Cup. Despite losing 57-74 in a match against Canada, Thanks to the Dominican Republic's victory over Argentina in game held that same day, Venezuela had enough points to qualify, leaving Argentina and Canada out of the World Cup. Glad tidings. On Monday the 27th, 
Venezuelan writer Susana Nueva won the UNAM Spain Short Story Award on Latin American Migration in Spain for horse story Papeles. For the qualifying jury, Papeles by Susana Nuevo is a story that captivates you from the beginning to the end. They believe that her narrative on the migratory fact is built from very different points of view. Event alert. If you are a tattoo lover, don't miss the Expo Tattoo Artes from the 10th to the 12th of March in Caracas. We let you know in advance so you can put together your plans for next weekend. Enjoy good music and watch the best tattoo artists create masterpieces live only for $12. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach underscore V-E-N or Mastodon at Venezuela at Rorschach.social. Hasta la próxima.